Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings and welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. I'm your host, Damian Mason. We get together here a couple times a week, give you insights, information, inspiration, ideas you can use. And you know what? Today is a good show because we're talking about something that you can pass on to your budding entrepreneurial friends. So let's say you already run your own business. You already own your own enterprise. You're a self-employed freelancer, but you have a friend or two or six. And every time you get together, they bounce ideas off of you. Does this describe you? Because it describes me. You know, the person that is 45 years old, they've got their 20 years in and they've always had this idea and they say, you know what? I think I'd like to do something. And I thought I'd bounce this off of you. Or maybe they want to take you up for a cup of coffee and pick your brain. I get that quite a bit. By the way, I don't drink coffee and I don't want my brain picked. Sounds like what buzzards do to roadkill. All right. I don't want my brain picked. But we must admit there are people that want to be entrepreneurial. They want to be self-employed. They want to command their own enterprise to be their own business owner. And there they sit wondering if they can do it. And they have questions. And we welcome you to the Do Business Better podcast. I want to help you get to your next destination. I want you to, I want you to be a prosperous business person. Here's what I want to also tell you. Sometimes it's not your choice. And that's why this episode is titled, Are You Prepared for the Gig Economy? Just last week, I'm recording this at the end of May. So just last week, Ford, you know, good old Ford Motor Company, makers of the Mustang and the F-150, Henry's company, been around over 100 years, cutting 7,000 salaried employees, about 10% of its white-collar workforce. We're not talking about closing down a factory. We're not talking about throwing out somebody that puts fenders on a truck out of work. We're talking about 7,000 salaried white-collar employees. Ford just did this last week. Guess what? I see this happening more and more and more. Why? Because what always happens since the Industrial Revolution, machines and technology are going to make it so we can do more work with less people. Also, the economy has evolved. And I'm not talking about good economy, bad economy, what the Federal Reserve says. I'm talking about the marketplace, where you and I earn our money every day, where we go out and apply our talents to earn a living. It's evolved, meaning self-employment, freelancing, contractual employment arrangements are much more common, in fact, encouraged in some places more than they've ever been. Uber and Lyft are now publicly traded companies. Uber and Lyft have very few employees. Now, some folks like in New York want to change that and they're going on strike. You know what? They're fighting an uphill battle because the current economy, the gig economy, is here to stay. According to my research, there's 15 million self-employed people in the United States of America. There are, according to the U.S. Small Business Administration, 30.2 million small businesses. Now, I'm assuming the 15 million self-employed don't count as part of the 30 million small businesses. Another little dose of information for you. This was a year and a half ago, a little over a year ago, a company called, um, uh, let me dig this up, the company was called, uh, they, they're a, uh, a technology company. They are called FreshBook. 
and FreshBooks did some research and said that the number of self-employed Americans could triple to 42 million by the year 2020. Now, granted, this is a little over a year ago, so their numbers are a little bit off. We're a little over the 15 million right now. But what's going to happen as time goes on is technology, the internet, the march of our economy marching forward as it always has is going to have a greater amount of self-employed, small business, freelance, contractual employees. And so I want you to share this episode with your friends because I'm going to give you three things you've got to do. Habits, if you will, straight out of my book, Do Business Better. If you've already read the book, you're familiar with these habits. If you haven't, you can pick up Do Business Better. It's available on audiobook. It's available as a hardcover. Go to Amazon. Go to barnesandnoble.com. Order it. It's going to cost you $16. $16 in a few hours of your time to make yourself better at your business. I think that's money well spent. Time well spent. If it saves you six months of frustration and $20,000 of bad decisions, by God, that's one heck of a return on investment. So the three things that you need to do, the three habits that a recently minted gig economy worker needs to do. The three things that a self-employed small business operator new to the game or even five years in or 25 years in like me needs to always remember. You need to first off be decisive. Secondly, treat your time like money. Thirdly, be a promoter. We're going to go through each of those now. First, be decisive. If the marketplace has decided that you need to be self-employed, those 7,000 people at Ford, you think they're all going to go and catch on over at General Motors across the street? Probably not. You think Toyota's going to hire them? Probably not. Not being mean. I don't want them to fail. Just saying the reality is there's probably plenty of extra folks hanging around in administrative jobs, engineering jobs that somehow aren't needed anymore. Maybe their best bet is to go ahead and start their own business, become a consultant, be a trainer, start their own business doing whatever they want. If the gig economy determines that you are going to be cut, if you all of a sudden are now a freelancer, make the decision to be good at it. And that's out of the chapter called Pull the Trigger. Be decisive. You know, everyone you know is going to do something. They're going to eventually do something. Oh, they just need a little bit more research. Oh, they just need a couple more items of data. Well, I got to sleep on it. Well, if I just think about it a little bit longer, then I'll know what to do. No. After a while, you're absolutely suffering from paralysis through analysis. You're pretending that you need more data. And at one point and one point in one's life, you're going to finally say, what in the hell did I take so long to do this? No, just make the decision. What is it really going to take for you to be successful running your own ship? Do you need a new office? Do you need some new equipment, new technology? Go ahead and grab yourself a new computer. Do you need some training? If so, go ahead and log on, find out where you can get the classes taken. So you will be smarter, more prosperous on your own. Be decisive. Decide right now, I am going to be self-employed. I am going to have my own company. And if that's the case, what's it going to take for me to succeed? I need this, this, and this. Be decisive. Pull the trigger. You're on your own now. There are no committees. You're not going to have board meetings for endless amounts of time where you sit in there and contemplate the wall color in the men's bathroom. No, no, no. Pull the trigger. Move forward. Yeah, you might make some bad decisions, but you know what? No decision is a decision. I say it all the time. The folks that are always going to do something, they end up just having decision by default, and then they justify the result. Well, you know why I decided to do this? No, no, no. I don't, because remember, I was there. You didn't decide anything. 
You just allowed, you just allowed the outcome. Be decisive. Second thing you need to do if you're going to be on your own, if you're going to run your own enterprise, treat your time like it's money. Every single year, no matter whether you're rich, poor, have an MBA, or flunked out of eighth grade, it matters not. You have the same amount of time. Each of us every year has the same amount of time. 525,600 minutes, 1,440 minutes per day. You got that? So what are you doing with it? What are you doing with your time? So before you got fired from Sears or Ford, Whatever company it is, Toys R Us, name the company. Dress Barn just closed 600 stores last week. You know, this is the reality of the economy. We did not make it this way. It's the way it is happening. These are forces that you can't control. You can squawk about it. Yes. You can complain about it. Yes. You can say, oh, in the old days, you just went and got your job, worked hard, showed up every day. They gave you a gold watch after 35 years. Well, those days are done. They've been dead for a long time. Something in about the 1980s, that started changing. I wasn't a part of it. You probably weren't a part of it. The reality is going to be quite simply that you're going to have to probably adjust a lot, adapt a lot, and realize the marketplace keeps on moving. If you're going to be on your own, you no longer have a guaranteed income. That hourly wage or that salary plus bonus is gone. So in the gig economy, you're working for yourself. And every minute that you are not working is probably a minute you don't get paid for. So make your minutes count. And here's the thing. I, I, I said this in the lead off of my chapter of the, in the book called Treat Time Like Money. An entrepreneur friend of mine, his name's Rob Syak. Rob goes to, and he's been tremendously successful. He still goes to an entrepreneur uh, roundtable. It's a mastermind, if you will. And he brought from that one meeting a couple years ago this point to me. He said, Everyone uses 100% of their time. (laughs) Isn't that brilliant? You do, I do, everyone. You use up all of your time, 100% of it. Every year, every day, you use up 100% of your time. The question, of course, then is doing what? What are you doing with your time? So if that's the case, how can you make your minutes count? Okay, if you're working for yourself... You can't work every single minute of the day. You got to sleep. You got to eat. You got to have time with your family. You've got to have time with, if you're religious, give yourself some time for faith, exercise. All those things are very, very important. It makes you whole. It makes you happy. It makes you so that you actually are going to live and enjoy what your life is all about. I get that. But there's a lot of waste still, isn't there? When you read that the average American still watches like five hours of television per day, it seems like an awful waste, doesn't it? That's a true story, by the way. In 2016, the average American adult watched five hours and four minutes of TV per day. So if you were making $20 an hour, that's $100 a day spent watching TV. Seems awfully wasteful, doesn't it? So the question is, what more could you be doing? Put in your hours, get in your time, and realize that every hour matters. Don't allow distractions to overtake your productivity. Enrich your mind. You know, I use the five E's. It's one of my big things I came up with about four or five years ago. I told Lori, I said, we do a lot of things that don't really have a category. And she says, what are you talking about? And I said, let's just categorize what I think matters. The five E's. This is how I work it. Enterprise. What do you do to make a living? That's probably the most important thing. Exercise. I like to exercise. It makes me sleep better at night. and It helps me focus my mind. You don't have to. Just something I do. Enrichment and education. Those are two big E's. Reading, listening to this podcast, having time with friends, 
We were sitting down having a drink and discussing something. Enrichment, education, reading, those are all important things. Making yourself better as a human. And then, of course, enjoyment, having some fun. If you're doing something that doesn't fit into one of those categories, the question is, why the hell are you doing it? That's at least what I ask myself. It's your time. I want you to be successful, so be protective of it. And in, in my book, I point out the old $5,000 fallacy. Because I took a personal finance class when I was a student. I actually took it twice. I was partying a lot. Didn't do well the first time, so I took it two times. Second semester made it so that I really got the lessons good. You know what? Way back when, they had this thing, a study, if you will. A financial firm went out and found a bunch of people. And they made anywhere from $20,000 a year to $200,000 a year. Didn't matter. Every single one of them said if they made five grand more per year, they would be more prosperous. They would have more money set aside for savings. If they made five grand more, just five grand more, they'd actually set it aside and use it as savings and investing for their future. Now, it didn't matter if they made 20 grand or 200. They all agreed it was just five grand out of reach from a savings and a comfortable retirement. Now, what's that tell you? It tells me that people spend up until the very last nickel they make, and then they decide they just would be more responsible if they got five grand more. You're probably doing the same thing with your time. You probably right now are saying to yourself, well, if I had four more hours per week, I would actually be more prosperous. You already have the time. And besides, I can't give you any more of it. So what you're probably doing is you're pulling the $5,000 fallacy on your week right now and pretending that if you just had a few more hours to do something, you would do it. We all have 525,600 minutes per year. How are you spending your time? Treat your time like your money. Third thing you've got to do if you want to be prosperous and successful is be a promoter. Did you hear what I said? Be a promoter. The world does not know that you exist. The gig economy is going to be churning out self-employed, small business, contractual employees, startups like nobody's business. You're going to be, and you know what? Through the power of the internet, social media, you can start branding yourself. Go on LinkedIn. They have a whole category in there about creating a personal brand. So if you have a personal brand, what is it? Smart thing to remember about branding. Branding isn't necessarily what you say you are. It's what your consumer and the marketplace says you are. You might say you're the most hardworking, responsible, upright, forthright. By God, you're the person, you're the salt of the earth. And if you screwed over 20 of your customers, you know what the brand is out there on the street? It's not quite what you think it is. So what are you doing to brand and market yourself? I break it down into three things when I talk about being a promoter. I talk about marketing, advertising, and selling. That's how you promote. You market, you advertise, you sell. Now, you might correct me if you're an advertising executive with some Madison Avenue agency. But assuming you're not, think about it like this. Marketing is telling the world who you are and what you do. Who you are, what you do. Who you are, what we do. Advertising is advertising to a more select set of that population. Who you are, what you can do for them. And then selling is going to a subset of that populace, who you are, what you can do, what you can do for them, and then asking them for their business specifically. Marketing, advertising, and selling as I see it. You can correct me if you want, but the point is be a promoter. Whether you agree with my assessment of those three different roles, 
matters not. What matters is that you decide to be a promoter. I want you to be successful and the world does not know what you offer. They don't know what your service is, what your product is, what you do. My friends over at Coca-Cola, one of my favorite beverages, Coca-Cola, the real thing, none of this diet crap. Coca-Cola as a company spends 11% of their revenue on marketing, branding, and advertising initiatives. They want the world to know that Coca-Cola exists and that it's the real thing and that's refreshing and that Dasani water and their new beverage offerings from Minute Maid to Fairlife Milk. They want you to know what they are, what they can do for you and how you can enjoy their products. That's why they spend 11% of their revenue on advertising, marketing, and branding initiatives. Is Coca-Cola better known than you? What about Minute Maid Orange Juice? That's one of their brands. How about Dasani, their bottled water? Is that better known than you? How about Fairlife Milk? That's kind of obscure. Only did $500 million of sales last year. Is Fairlife better known than you? My guess is yes. And certainly, sure to God, Coca-Cola is better known than you. But they still spend 11% on a very disciplined fashion. They spend 11% of their money on promotion. Why? Because they do not want the world to ever not know about Coca-Cola and its wonderful beverage options. The gig economy is here. It's for real. You're not going to change it. You might lament it. That's your business. You're not going to stop it. It's like trying to stop the horse uh, being replaced with the car. It's what's going to happen. We've got technology. We've got innovation. We've got a changing world. We've got people that live in third world countries that are going to start working for you. You know that? I get these emails all the time. They want to be freelancers. They want to do speech encryption. They want to do design work for me. Because they're part of the gig economy. You might find yourself in the gig economy. Maybe you already are. If you are a budding entrepreneur, I hope you take these three habits and install them in very prompt order into your life right now. Because you must make a decision to be successful. You must pull the trigger. Be decisive. Don't let decisions happen by default. Make them active choices. Treat time like money. You've got a certain amount of it. We all do. You must manage yours and protect yours. And then, of course, be a promoter. The world doesn't know that you exist until you tell them that you exist. You must remind them because the day that you stop reminding the world of what you're capable of doing, of how you can help them alleviate their problems, that's what selling really is. It's understanding a person's problem, pain, or need and painting yourself as a solution. Sometimes it's also understanding how can... How can you fulfill them? How can you give them great joy? You know, nobody needs a Mercedes convertible, but it creates joy for them. That's what selling is. You're painting yourself as the solution to their need or their pain or their problem. Sometimes it's high end. Sometimes it's base model. Sometimes it's a bottle of water. Sometimes it's a fancy car, but it's all the same thing. Be a promoter. Let the world know that you exist and how you can satisfy their need, pain, or problem. I'm Damian Mason. This is the Do Business Better podcast. The gig economy is here to stay. I want you to prosper through it, and you can apply these lessons to your life. Till next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast.